was it good? Welcome to Was It Good? I'm your host, Ravi, joined by a young and old Han Solo, Arjuna and Krishna, and you get to figure out which is which. I'm we the just, young one. We just finished watching Solo, a Star Wars story, and Han definitely shot first. Arjuna, can we get some details, please? We talking about what? So as Ravi said, today... Uh, on this episode or edition of Was It Good, we are talking about Solo, a Star Wars story, the second in the non-trilogy uh, Star Wars movies, the uh, anthology movies that Star Wars is producing, and potentially the start of a new trilogy. Yes, and <laughs> we, uh, we will get to, to what we're talking about there. Uh, for those listening, this is a spoiler-filled review of Solo, a Star Wars story, so please, if you have not... Uh, watch the film, then don't don't listen to us. And potential spoilers for other movies because we are very self-referential, and so we might spoil other movies like uh, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Yes, we do uh, do that. Or uh, King Kong. Hey, did you guys know Voldemort kills Snape? <gasps> no. <laughs> yes. So yes. let's uh, let's just jump in, Krisha. You've been quiet already and and sitting there. We are live right now on uh, our Instagram, badtacos.pictures. So if you want to kind of go back and see what happened. You may see a video. You have 24 hours of this recording to go back and watch that. (laughs) Again, uh, spoilers. And if you're listening to this after 24 hours, well, we're sorry. You missed us live. But potentially uh, for future episodes, you can keep it posted on Instagram. uh, As Robert said, badtacos.pictures to see potential more live recordings of Was It Good and other Bad Tacos Pictures exclusives. So, Krishna, you start. What did you think of Solo? So, I've been bashing uh, this movie uh, for months. I I feel like as soon as it was announced, I was like, oh, my God, here we go. I I went even as far as to say that I'm not going to see this in theaters. Uh, This is bullshit. You you broke your promise. And, uh, yes, Ravi uh, on Thursday pretty much said, you know, it's probably worth seeing in a very kind of subdued kind of way. So, um, much to my chagrin, I went this morning to go see... The movie, and uh, I, I almost hate to admit it, I enjoyed it. It didn't take you much convincing to go, honestly. Ravi and I, I sent a few texts. I mean, yeah, I mean, we were like, both okay. like, it was good, it's worth it. I'm like, okay, I, I pretty much what I was waiting for. And oh, just, I didn't see it. But I was expecting, I went in with no, you know, expectations, as you know. That's what we should go into every movie with, like, very low to no Krishna expectations. Krishna went with these expectations. You fucking fuck! Yeah, that's that's pretty much those expectations. You guys can't hear that, but yes, um, and yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised. In fact, I was almost blown away. Not because the movie was an amazing piece of cinema, but the movie <laughs> the movie what a was backhanded comedy. Well, not because the, the movie was, was amazing. It just was competent. It was uh, yeah. It was fun. Uh, <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat, legitimately, during a lot of those action scenes. Um, it was just a well done movie. It was. You know, I, Ravi kind of said it's a lot of fun. It's worth seeing, and uh, I will back up that sentiment a hundred percent. So, uh, for for Disney listening, you're welcome. I'm the reason Krishna bought a ticket, so I want my fifty percent cut. Arjuna, what did you think of a solo, the Star Wars of the story of a solo? Well, I mean, you can't. At least for me, the 
the last anthology movie is what comes up in terms of comparison, Rogue One. And the three of us sitting at this table were all, to various degrees, you know, disappointed in that movie. I left that theater crying. Yeah, you you were pretty much. I I legitimately left that theater and I cried. I remember it was raining when we came out of the theater, and I believe Ravi was so upset he called upon the wrath of God to cry for him, because he has no tears in himself. But anyway, <laughs> uh, no, I, I I mean ditto a lot of what Christian just said. Um, you know the. The movie, all three of us, again, have been bashing uh, pretty much from the start since since it was announced. You know, why is this movie needed? Uh, and, you know, the movie, it's a good movie. It's a, And it's an enjoyable movie. And uh, on the car ride home with Evelyn, she actually turned to me and said she might have enjoyed this more than A Last Jedi. Uh, and the reason she said that was because, and I think this is where it starts for me, too, is the characters are just much more enjoyable. And that was the biggest uh, issue with Rogue One. They they had these characters, and they, they all died at the end. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Rogue One. But they all <laughs> die at the very end of the movie. And that would have been super powerful and everything if you cared about those characters. But right. it was just kind of rushed together. This movie really felt like it took its time, and it gave you an investment. And granted, half of the main cast you already know, right? You know right. Han, you know Chewie. You know Lando. Uh, but it was those other characters. It was uh, Vera, his love interest. It was... Um, I thought it was Kira. Kira, sorry. I, I don't know. <laughs> Kira, Kira, played <laughs> by the most boringest actress by, by ever. By Amelia Clark. Uh, it was Tobias Beckett, played by Woody Harrelson. Um, it was L337, the the uh, the droid for, for Lando. Th- those other characters... Dryden Voss, even. You, you kind of... These, these characters were fleshed out. And I think keeping the cast pretty small... Uh, really helped with the movie in terms of, you know, giving it gravitas and an emotional benefit, even though you know the fates of these characters, right? We all know Han Solo dies at the hands of Kylo Ren. What? <laughs> we all know. Say that so. We all know that Lando is somewhere. Not, not there. We know Chewie is still kicking around at like two hundred years two old. Two hundred plus two, years. Two hundred ten. No, 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 he would be about two hundred and thirty. Yeah, around 230 30, by the time of uh, last, uh, yeah, last Jedi. Jeez. So, yeah, we we know all of these things, but it was still it was still just a very enjoyable movie, and um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I I will say, <clears throat> I have said from the get go when it was first announced way back when that there were their next anthology film was Solo. I said, you know. What the fuck? We don't need a fucking movie about somebody we already fucking know. Just to to butt in for a second, it was the first time a Han Solo movie was ever announced was right in 2012, right before Disney bought Lucasfilm. George Lucas had already started development on a script for a Han Solo movie. Oh my. They had started that, but it was never. It wasn't announced in 2012. Uh, I believe it there were fresh, I, there were rumors. There, there were, were rumors, rumors but there. it was no official right. announcement. When the official announcement came, is when I went kind Feb- of bashing. February crazy. 2013, when Disney CEO Bob Iger confirmed the development of two Star Wars standalone films, one of them eventually being Han Solo. Han Solo. But like I said at the very get go, I said we never need this film, and I w- still say I still stand by it as a film critic. I say. You don't need the solo story because it is, like we already said, it's a flushed out character we already know, right? 
as a Star Wars fan, definitely we needed this because it introduces and sets up. Uh, it gives us more to this already rich character and makes, well, for me anyway, it makes me like Solo even more because we do have uh, a better picture. And like you said, it connects us and brings us into that Star Wars universe a lot, lot better than I think Rogue One did. Right? Rogue One, totally. Rogue One was about a bunch of people. They were basically one line in the opening cra- in the opening crawl in Episode Four. It was a plot that's what they were. Well, Rogue One was a plot point, right? right? And it, these characters were filled to serve that plot point. Uh, Han Solo is a character film, you know, and I think that's the difference. When you have rich characters, it can make up for a lot of flaws. And you know, Han Solo is a rich character, and I'll give uh, Alden Emmerich or however actually he's, he's poor. Agreed. That's why he's. A uh, I'll, I'll I'll give him credit. <laughs> you know, I, I was I was down on him in the promotional material. I said this isn't Han Solo. Like I don't get that feel. And I walked out of that movie and like, oh, okay, that was Han Solo. Th- that's Han Solo. Like yeah. he he actually did really well. Uh, with it's it, never so. going to be perfect because Harrison Ford playing Han Solo is such an iconic character. It's yeah. impossible for you to ever think that someone. Could play it and it's perfect. But it's he, never going to be perfect. But he, he nails. Came, he came right. damn close. He to nails it. a young Han Solo yeah. because this this is not the same Han Solo we see uh, on Tatooine at Mos Eisley, um, and the beginning of uh, A New Hope. Actually, did you know scientifically? This is just a quick science fact. I think it's something. And every ten to fifteen years, your body chemically S- uh, seven years, and it's mil- your every cell in your body is completely different. There you go. So. Technically, at the <laughs> cellular level, the Han Solo in A New Hope is, possible. is not the Han Solo in the Solo movie. This so, is not the ha, Han Solo you are ha, looking for. Ha! Science, Mr. White. Uh, wow, that's that's a spoiler alert because there is actually a Breaking Bad connection to Solo, a Star Wars story. There no, is. there isn't. Yes. When the jewels are on the table and Kira uh, indicates to them to pick them up to... For them to go away and live their fancy life on a plane together, there is blue crystal meth on that table. So, Krishna, really? Krishna, no. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. So, you watched this movie after I convinced you with one beautiful, uh, well-written text. That's all it takes <laughs> to get <laughs> yeah, Krishna to do anything you want. Um, no, don't tell them my my weakness. You and I had a, an interesting discussion on the way back, where we were kind of analyzing. We we know some facts, right? We know that. Um, Alden, Alden Emmerich, has uh, or actually en, en, Aaron Reich, Aaron Reich, Aaron Reich. It's very, very German. German. <laughs> He's an American actor. Any, anyway, anyway, moving on from that weirdness, um, we had an interesting discussion. So we know that he signed a three-picture deal with Disney. He did. All of the actors did. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> I believe, including Woody Harrelson. So uh, we were discussing kind of like awkward. our thoughts of like what's going on in the future. But before we, we jump there um, to like what we think is the future of Solo specifically and these new characters that were, we were introduced, introduced to, we got to see an old character mm. from a, a, great, failed, a great payoff. From a failed prequel trilogy. Yes. Please tell us more, Christian. Uh, so, spoiler alerts if you're joining us uh, now uh, on the Instagram. This is the big spoiler. Instagram. This is the big one. Yeah, this is the big one. Uh, if you're joining us li- on right now live on Instagram, that's uh, right. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. Real quick, uh, just so you two are aware, Grandmama is watching. So um, let's keep it G. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Grandma. Uh, anyways, so the big, the big uh, sort of reveal in this movie was the appearance of Qui Gon Jinn. 
No, not Qui Gon Jinn, but Qui Gon Jinn's killer, <gasps> Darth Obi-Wan. Maul. No, I wanted to keep it a surprise. <laughs> surprise. I wanted to give false information. Yeah, no, no. Darth Maul uh, makes his appearance uh, as a hologram as he's talking to Kira. Uh, as we know, this was great for us. But we've been invested with the Star Wars Rebels and the Clone Wars, and we know from those two uh, animated series that Darth Maul does not die in Episode One when Obi Wan cuts him in half. Uh, he lives and he comes back, uh, and he basically he's involved with Darth Sidious, and you know, and he starts to get involved with the underground sort of crime syndicate, and that's where he's at at this point. So, me and Abby, we did have an interesting discussion. Uh, we <laughs> uh, we know that we know. Is it confirmed that they're gonna have like a another Han Solo movie? No, so nothing's confirmed. The The biggest rumor for the longest time was the next anthology film that comes out in 2020 would be an Obi-Wan Kabuzi film. Instead, what came out a couple, like a day after the movie premiered on Thursday, articles started flying out um, that a writer and a director had been penned for a Bubba Fett film. The same writer and director. Uh, the the, the writer director for Brothers? Logan. For oh, Logan, oh, yes. Uh, and his name is James Mangold. I did not read that on the internet. <laughs> I just pulled that from my brain. Arjuna yeah. is the Wikipedia. Yes, yes, he knows I all. am the League of Shadows. Oh. So, but what we were saying, though, it would be kind of interesting. So, instead of going with the traditional route of creating, like, all these character trilogies, is instead of having a trilogy that sort of covers maybe an aspect of Star Wars, and then having these characters, these other characters, sort of tell that story. So, we were thinking... What if this is sort of like the first part of a Crimson Dawn trilogy? So if you have Han Solo, which you know basically is your introduction to this Crim- Crimson, Crimson Dawn, Dawn. Yep. Uh, crime syndicate, the Boba Fett uh, sort of carries it on. So you, now you get to learn more about the 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 Crimson Dawn and the syndicates and their the ties. And you could learn a little bit more about Darth Maul. You could still have Han Solo and Chewbacca sort of weaving themselves in and out of that story. And uh, the new character Kira and, and Kira. And Kira. Uh, and then I was, you know, my mind immediately went to the third part of that could be maybe an Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi movie where he's like chilling on Tatooine. Well, especially so now we know Han and Chewie are on their way to Tatooine mm-hmm. because there's a, a new there's a big deal going on. Right. And that Job of the hut. And that is totally intentional to set up future things. Right. They're. they're the only reason that was put into the script, very similar to a last Jedi putting in the little dice that Luke gives Leia, and then they disappear. Like the, it, it was to connect all these movies together because that connects it to Han Solo. Because one of the very first shots in Han Solo, he puts the Lucky Charms on the top. So that's what that's from. So it's just like, Wait, oh, it's serious? connected. You're not a Star Wars fan, Christian. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I mean, we how know could that you not notice last... some inanimate object and not connected to <laughs> all the Star Wars movies? <laughs> wait, wait, wait I, have a, I have a quick question then. So the only two movies that these golden dice are in? No, no, no. They, they appear in. They're uh, in. You see trilogy. them in Episode Four. Yeah, you, you see them. You, they're, they're in the. They're, Falcon. they're, they're, they're in, in the Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. Oh, I've never. They're, they're his lucky charms. They're yeah. just. They were made very prominent in a Last Jedi to to Help prime tie this to in. to prime fans for Solo. And so people are like, "Oh, there's a connection." <laughs> and then obviously I think this 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 throwaway line of Tatooine twice being mentioned near the end of the film is Jabba the Hutt. is I think setting up got to be Jabba the Hutt. It's got to be setting up the a lot of characters are moving to Tatooine now. We're going to get our 
you know, I would not be surprised if the Boba Fett movie deals with this deal on Tatooine, Han and Chewie are in there, and we get an appearance from, obviously, Obi-Wan, because we know he is living on Tatooine. So that would make sense. And then also the other thing that we had been discussing was Crimson Dawn is not mentioned, obviously, in the rest of the Star Wars universe. Correct. For the most part. So it has to end at some point, right? And if the big head honcho of Crimson Dawn is Darth Maul, then it makes sense that, yeah, maybe what they're setting up is a trilogy, right? Of Crimson Dawn, of this tale, and these characters, Boba Fett, Han Solo, Darth Maul. The scoundrels of the galaxy. Exactly. Well, and, and it's just kind of give us more well, information and, about them. And spoiler alert for, for people who are fans of Darth Maul and who have not watched Star Wars Rebels, we know how Darth Maul ends. How does he, how does he end? He, he dies at, on Tatooine oh by the blade God. of Obi-Wan Kabuzi. It's not a blade, it's a light sword. Yeah, energy shoots out of it in a straight line, and it forms a blade. I think get my nerd glasses on. The uh, the uh, the the lightsaber actually comes out at uh, two hundred and fifty Kelvin degrees, uh, and then it emits a blue light. Uh, this is based on the uh, something. You want to know why it's crystals? blue? Because that was the cheapest one to you know color edit, correct, color correct yep. into the movie. Yep, that's why it's blue. That's why it's blue. Unbelievable. <laughs> Dead serious. That's that's that's, that's, that's why that's, it was the cheapest color. Oh George God. was like, What's the cheapest color to put in here? Blue. Blue it is. <laughs> what about the red one? Uh I'd believe a red lightsaber no it does. No, I am wrong. Never mind. Sorry. I'll stop talking now. <laughs> now so mind. anyway, uh yeah, Han Solo. Great movie. This has been a podcast. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you also I actually I, I'd like to move on to because I, I we're of the generation that we like to critique things, so I have a couple of. Major, I have a couple of critiques. I too. have some major problems with I have the some, film. I have some huge issues. Um, a huge problem with this dish. First, I'd like to start with uh, Kessel, the planet, right? Or the planet, the octopus face. We finally understand what the Kessel Run actually is. Actually, is which is nice. Mm. Um, so they're on the planet. You get to the planet, like they're going through the Kessel Run, which is this cloud stormy thing, right? They're going through, jump to jump to jump. And then all of a sudden, through some break in the cloud system, there's the planet, right? Okay, Correct, cool. Yes. Why is the planet lit up as if there's a sun? Is it? No, is, isn't. <laughs> so I have a, actually have a question. I might have an answer to that. The I would love to hear it. The gravity thing? The gravity thing is buried within the clouds somewhere else. But when they're breaking through. But potentially through. it shines through as a sun. But, Okay. When they're getting to the cloud thing, they go through complete darkness. No, I, I'm sure there is a logical explanation to this. I want to know that, why. That, why was there that? That would be a big. That would be like a big like. Ravi, issue. At this point, the science that they're dealing with makes it pretty much magic. It's science they're, fiction. They have planet-sized carbon glaciers falling, <laughs> falling inside those like, inside the clouds. So, would you say this in terms of the science? We can chalk this up to the same reason that what's her face. Use the hyperdrive to to punch a hole in in uh, Snoke's starship. Yeah, timey wimey, wibbly wobbly. Wait, what was what From was the last year? Yeah, last what, was Jedi? Your, what was the issue with that? Oh, because what? So the argument there was she uses the hyperdrive and the ship like a projectile. Yeah, right. Which then says that when you jump through hyperspace, and if you come across an object, you'd break it in half. How come this doesn't seem to ever happen whenever they're flying or jumping around? Why is it when they jump to hyperspace in space and there are like other ships near them, they're not smashing? It was only in that particular instance. And why was that the first time you'd ever heard of somebody using hyperdrive 
as like a weapon like that. Why didn't they do that also, during the why? Death Star? Why didn't they do that for Death Star 2? Um, why, well, why, second, why? The second Death Star had a shield. Well, and there's also this question. The very the movie right before Last Jedi, Force Awakens, they hyperdrive out of a ship. Yes. With the Millennium Falcon. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't rip a hole in that. Yes. Yeah, because it was it's going out of a hangar. There was a space. They, no, the, the door was the door's closed. Was closed. <laughs> uh, was it a there door? There was or an phys- energy. I don't. No, remember. it was a door. The, the, physical, the physical door was closed, yeah. and it hyper it it jumps out of there. Uh, I think something to do with um, speed, mass, and velocity. And uh, anyway, density. so that was like that was the one Math. thing. I, this was my second time seeing Solo, and when they they're flying down there, it, it occurred to me. I was looking like, well, where's the Where's there a sun? Where? How is there light on a planet? Like, there was a lot of lightning. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, right? I'm not a scientist, but we have daylight outside right now. That daylight's not coming from you know somebody up in the sky installing a light bulb. That comes from the sun, which is let me, millions of light years. Le- light years. Millions of miles away. Let me tell you why you shouldn't have an issue with that. Is that um, Tatooine has three suns. Uh, first of all, if any planet had three suns, they have discovered a solar system with three suns. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. That planet, that their life couldn't live on that planet. It would be far, way too hot. Like the light from that, to see that light that close from three different uh, stars, no, that life wouldn't be possible. At least not human life. So that I mean, right there, that should tell you right now that the science is very loose in no. these movies. We no. uh, interrupt this argument to uh, just say that if if you're watching right now live on Instagram, sorry, podcast listeners, that you can't join in on this conversation, but you can ask us questions. You know, we are live and uh, we are always open for questions. And for those who are listening on delay on podcast, you can tweet at us um, at uh, at was it good underscore. Uh, and and shoot us questions, and we can respond on Twitter uh, and all that type of stuff. So uh, please continue your your moving gladiator on, fight. Moving on <laughs> in terms of things that annoyed me the most, how he got the name Han Solo <laughs> specifically Solo. Um, My head's gonna explode. Off lot alone. So I have a, no family. Just a recap. <laughs> He's he he gets through the checkpoint. His his girl Kira Kwa. <laughs> Kira Kira <laughs> Kira. Gosh, she's a bird now. <laughs> She she doesn't. He's like, okay, the only way to truly get off this planet is to join the um the 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 Imperials. The Imperial officers, what's your name? Han. Okay, what Han what? No, who, said, who's who's your tribe? Who are your people? Who are your people? I have uh, no people. Uh, I have no people. And then the 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 Imperial officers like, okay, solo. That that's cool. So two things here. I'm sure in this world, Corellia, right? It's kind of like a scum-infested type place. There's a lot of broken families and so forth, right? So I'm sure there's a lot of people joining the Imperial Academy and stuff who have no last names. Does that mean there's like 100 or like 200 solos Solo. running out there? Because it's a tribe. Solo. Yeah. Because he's just created this tribe? Yeah. That's like the first issue they have. And then the second issue, Lando asks him, hey, you know, did you know your old man? Yeah, I knew my old man. <laughs> he has a family name. He has a family yeah. name, but it's not Solo. And his kid is known as Solo. You know yeah. that oh, that right. terror known as uh, Kylo Kylo, Kylo Solo. Yeah. So that was that was there. So no, that's good. That's good. My major issue with the movie. was Oh, I'm not done yet. Oh, you're not done. The last wait is it last one? I think I have maybe two. I wrote them down. That's how how, how many? Um, how did Han get in front of Beckett? What do you mean? How did he, like did he run in front of them oh, at oh. the end? 
Well, like, well, no. Well, it, remember this. Wookie, um, Chewba- Chewbacca is carrying the uh, whatever the coaxium. <laughs> is that what you call it? Coaxi- the coaxium. Coaxial. Uh, he's walking the really MacGuffin slow. of the movie. The coaxial and then, cables. And maybe Han Solo took a speeder. Again, suspend your okay. disbelief. It, okay. It's very possible in this in this universe. There's many ways he could have got there. Let's talk about that. Uh, Ravi talked about it at the top of the show. Um, the coaxium? No, 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 the the final showdown between oh, Solo yeah. and Beckett, and, uh, Beckett, and you know he just shoots right, and obviously he, he shot wh- first. One of the biggest debates in uh, of the Star Wars fandom is who shot first, right? Um, you know, was it Greedo? Was it Han? The the script, and everyone knows that the script, the the very first script, explicitly stated that Han shoots first. The first, right? the first cut of the movie, and the first cut, right? Yeah, but before then, they redid it. But then Georgie George mm-hmm. went in with the powers of some editing, and uh, he made Greedo shoot first, and he made Han Solo do the most unnatural boop, and then shoot. I mean, the movie came out in nineteen seventy-six, so it's what, it's, it's what hard. You, it's hard to go in and then redo the. What the are you CGI? trying to say, Christian? What are you yeah. trying to say? I know it looks poor. You're done, trying to you're trying to defend George Lucas. Oh no, the decision. I, don't I invite George Lucas to come on this show right now. If you're watching on Instagram, George Lucas, drive here right now. I'm not going to say my address, <laughs> but just drive here. It is one eight hundred. Wait, that's a phone number. Uh, that's where I, I want George Lucas to come on this show, and I want him to defend his decision to change the entire Han Solo character. Let me ask you this then: What? So you didn't like that decision in Episode Four? Yes. How, how do? What does that? How does that translate to what you saw? Well, in I, this I feel like this fixed that. It shows that. What was really interesting about this movie was it shows that Han Solo is a good person, right? Which we know he is. But he tries to be bad. I'm sorry. Let's just take away everything for a second, right? Let's just take away whatever, whatever, whatever. Like Star Wars, who's good, bad, what? He killed a man in cold blood, technically. Yeah, but he knew. He knew. Definitively, this from is, character analysis, this that Beckett was like, going to kill him. This sounds like something the um, LAPD says. Oh my god! Okay, we can't go there. Well, we've gone off the rails. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I because it, that is the Han Solo character, right? Yeah, he's a scoundrel, but he's not right. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. He's a good guy, but he is going to defend himself, and he knew he was about to get shot, and he shot first. He didn't take that risk. Yeah. My question, my question about the whole thing is that in episode four, it's very clear that he wants to be compensated very well to save Princess Leia. Yes. yes. Whereas in this movie, he gives the coaxium to the this rebel faction, right. basically, yes. for free. Like, I, you know, obviously he was getting that piece back. That that is quite a jump there because he's clearly all about the money, at least in the first. Three quarters of right, but episode they, four. They explained that with uh, Kira, right? The whole reason he wanted to do all of this stuff wasn't because he wanted to get paid. He was doing everything because he wanted the girl. Yeah, so w- what I'm saying is I think there's, you know, even if they don't do a Han Solo trilogy, and I, I really hope they don't, there's still there's still some connecting pieces I think that well, we need to I, see. I think the connecting piece is Kira, right? Yeah. Uh, so Kira has clearly betrayed him. Um at the end of this movie. And Spoilers. I and I think, you know, I, I assume Kira will die or something in these following movies as we ooh, keep going. Ooh, on. Darth Maul will probably kill her. It's just something, right? And 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 I think that will kind of push Han to just be out for himself cuz he really he 
he we're starting to see that, right? We're starting to see him become more of this scoundrel, more and more and more. And I definitely think with these other appearances uh, in these movies and everything, we're going to see that. We're going to see him become the Han that we all know a little bit more. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of Chewie? I loved it. I, I thought Chewie was really well done, especially the first time we see him. So I mean, when uh, – spoilers – Han gets thrown into the pit. I actually thought it was going to be a rancor. I, I, I straight up thought I, it was going fir- to redo it. When I first saw that, I was kind of annoyed because, like, really? Are we going to have a stupid, like, monster monster fight thing? That was that was nice because that took me by surprise. Some people said, they that, oh, they saw it coming. I was like, no, I, I had no idea. That was a nice surprise. Wait, I have yeah. a question, though. What, did he actually eat them? Yeah. Uh, Wookiees are, are carnivores. Did, what you think I mean, they're vegetarians? Or, I, a Wookiee's got to eat if they're if you're starving. He didn't eat the porg. He no, did. He, did. he was yeah. going to remember. Yeah, but he he killed them, but he didn't eat them. We didn't see him eat. I mean, he the, threw them away because on, he felt on. bad. They were on because he's a good guy. They were on that planet for a couple days or a couple nights. He could have been eating porgs or been like, you know what? Well, I don't he, care if you're looking at me. I'm hungry. What we definitively know is that he cooked one. Yes, uh, he, he cooked two. Actually, eaten. oh two. That's fine. He cooked it, so that means he had the intent to eat it. Yeah, but he had the ethics to not. Uh, quick aside, we were at Anime Con uh, yesterday, and Anime we saw Pasadena. Anime Pasadena, and we saw a great uh, life-sized porg, porg running around with a little stuffed porg, right here. To uh, yeah, so that was that was nice. Do we have a picture? Oh, it doesn't matter. This is a podcast. That was a cool story. Well, you will, we'll post the picture on our Instagram, badtacos.pictures. Uh, for those who are watching via Instagram, you can see it there, or for those listening to the pod, you can. Find it on Instagram at badtacos.pictures, and you can also follow us. Thanks. Please follow us. It's <laughs> yeah. how we get paid. Also, please visit us on patreon.com slash badtacos. We have some donation tier set up where you can donate Give us your money. Us. <laughs> yeah. So the only way we're going to make money. Anyways. Well, it's not even making money. Just to improve our podcast. To be there honest. we go. Invest and, in and, better and, stuff. And invest in our sketches for, for uh, equipment. Wh- one major issue that I had with this movie, and it's starting to become a trend in general for Star Wars, is the inclusion of L3. I It's another quirky droid with a personality, and you know that's fine. You do it once, even twice, that's fine. But I feel like now every Star Wars movie that's coming out, it seems like they, it, they feel forced to add this quirky... Stupid droid ...droid thing. that has... L- Larger than life personality, and it's just getting a little old. I know why. Why? Why? So you guys had the theory about what the Crimson Cross trilogy? Crimson I actually Dawn. had. The, I think Crimson Dawn. I think trilogy? what you're about to say, I had the same idea, but carry on. They're going. They're they're planting the seeds. Yes. For a dro- and if they don't do it, I'll be the mad. droid. Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the name for ten? Like it's not a trilogy, but ten films. Uh, oh, I, you didn't go in the. They're gonna make ten, a ten film droid series. What did, you, what did you think it was gonna be? Um, that there's gonna be a droid uprising. <laughs> not, even a droid, not even a droid uprising, but I do think I do think there is a reason they're including a lot of these droid characters. What, like, but like specifically, droids with personality. Uh, well, um, it's even referenced here. Droid rights were equal, blah, blah, blah. Malfunction. They're malfunctioning droids, right. essentially. Yes. And they're not supposed to have these personality defects. So yeah. unless they're building toward it, it's just annoying. Well, no, I think the, the reason they... You're, can't speak. I think the reason they're including all of these droids is they're supposed to... It's supposed to be adding a layer to the galaxy, right? Which is... 
a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there is there's good, there's evil, there's aliens, there's weirdness, there's robots, right? So I think it's supposed to be there to add to the environment, if you will. But I do agree that these droids with the larger personalities, we don't need them. Yeah. Like, tone it back a wee bit. Yeah. Have have some normal droids in there. Right. Who just do their job. Right. That would be nice. Some efficient droids. Yeah. What, what My biggest complaint for the movie was that the character, uh, so Val Beckett was played by Tandy Newton, uh, known for as Maeve in Westworld, and uh, she had a small part. Uh, spoiler alert: she dies pretty early. Um, and there's this emotional reaction from uh, Tobias where he's like, "No!" And that lasted all. And that lasted, and that was it. That was the only emotion he even showed over his wife's death. Well, they weren't married. They they were according to the synopsis. They were married. Oh. Okay, he should have probably shown a little bit more emotion than uh the official the official character description of Val Beckett is Beckett's wife, a fellow criminal and member of her husband's crew. Well, there you go. Uh so there was a little bit of disconnect and my th- my theory on that is if some of that emotional stuff got lost in the reshoots, uh kind of the flow from scene to scene uh and everything. I wonder if that character was even added when Ron Howard came in. And then it was just kind of, there wasn't another way to put it in. Because uh, Tandy Newton didn't have a lot of, um, uh, I I know she's been doing the press and everything for the movie, but I feel like she wasn't advertised a lot. No, Um, I didn't even realize she was in the film until I went and saw it. Right. Same. Um, Actually, you brought up a really good point, too. The, The big elephant in the room, this movie originally was going to be done by the Lego guys. Phil, Phil, Phil and uh, Christopher Lloyd, and then was it Christopher Lloyd. I don't know. Christopher Lloyd is um, the Doctor from Back to the Future. I, yeah, yeah, you're. you're. <laughs> um, I think it's Philip Lord and or Phil Lord and the other one. Anyway, it was supposed to be Lord uh, and Miller are their last names. It was supposed to be by, done by Lord and Miller, best known for the Lego Movie, and uh, I believe it was maybe six months, seven months into shooting, something fairly, somewhat like over halfway through shooting. Um, it came out that there was a lot of distress between um, Aldrin, Emmerich, 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 Aaron Reich, Aaron Reich. Um, a lot of kind of uh, concern there, specifically where they felt that they weren't the. He felt the actor Alden that he was not getting a lot of direction from the directors, and that they were being asked to do more improv, and that the whole thing. You know, we're paraphrasing here, so don't sue us. Uh, the whole thing kind of felt kind of goofy and silly and not as serious as it maybe should be. So so both of them are known for their improvisational uh, directing, directing methods. Yeah. So they kind of let actors and such improvise. And I, I believe Aaron Reich is not that type of actor uh, at all. So he definitely wanted and needed more direction. And um, just a couple fun facts here. So in March, it was reported that Ron Howard... Uh, had reshot 70% of the movie. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh when he came in because th- they had only started really filming and it was it was early on enough where you know they reshot some stuff. Um and and both Lord and Miller did not get director director credits on this movie. They just Except got executive producer, producer credits. The biggest uh thing, the biggest change with Howard coming on was the um the Dryden Voss character originally Michael K Williams. Um from The Wire, who played Omar, had been cast as Dryden Voss. Oh, interesting. And uh, he had filmed, I, be- I believe a lot of his scenes had already been filmed. 
Um, but when Ron Howard came in to reshoot and redo some stuff, he could not reprise his role. So they had to cut him and they recast Paul Bettany. Oh, wow. Uh, another fun fact about Ron Howard. Ron Howard, uh, fun fact, was actually approached by George Lucas back in the late 90s to direct A Phantom Menace. Wow. And Ron Howard turned it down. And ironically enough, as we've talked about, um, Darth Maul was in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, so some and, and here's another interesting connection. Ron Howard is a ginger. Darth Maul has red skin. <laughs> okay, now you're just Did grasping. Ron Howard create Darth Maul. No. I say yes. No. There, there you go. That's the thing. I have a couple other fun facts. Oh, actually, but before we jump into more fun facts, I do kind of want to, because I think this is going to spark a big debate between us here, speaking on the reshoots and everything like that. Uh, it is Sunday. It is Sunday, May 27th. This film has been in theaters technically four days. It is Memorial Day weekend. Um, a lot of websites are claiming, or not claiming, are saying that the film has bombed in terms of box office numbers. Specifically, as of right now, today, May 27th, at 2.12 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon, the film has so far only brought in $148 million globally. Now, Ooh. this is bad because the film is estimated to have cost between 250 to 300 million due to specifically reshoots. Now, the fact that this movie is coming in only at 148 million, um, you people will say that seems like a lot of money. You still have two weeks, two more weeks where it potentially will make more money. That being said, the film is still expected to make the majority of its money over the next two weeks. They're expecting it to br- come in under $240 million. When you compare that to The Force Awakens, which made $248 million, it's opening weekend. Uh, they're considering that this film financially may be at a loss. There's a few, there's a few things going against Solo. Uh, we were certainly not the only ones with negative hesitant. reactions and hesitant to go see this movie. I, I would say that a lot of people are and were. Um, you also have to remember Deadpool 2 just came out last weekend. Uh, that's still killing at the box office. Uh, there's also this other movie that came out from Disney a month ago called Avengers that's still in the box office and before, still making good money. And before that, Black Panther, and in about a month, Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. And, and so, the list goes on well, and on. Well, uh, just specifically talking about what's in the theater right now, though, mm-hmm. um, people will probably go see Avengers a second, third, fourth, fifth, twelfth, millionth time, maybe before we see Solo, um, and we'll go see Deadpool 2, right? Um the 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 showing we just saw Sunday morning uh ten at ten ten in the morning that was a pretty good showing that was a pretty good a pre pretty decent sized crowd yeah for a um, Sunday morning for a Sunday morning but we also live in we do live in Los LA, Angeles but I I would I would home. anticipate this is the type of movie where word is trickling out that it is better than anticipated and people see it and it is Star Wars like it a Star Wars bomb is still a success for a not, 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 not. They don't make back the two hundred and fifty. They're going. To, they're no, going. To they make definitely will no, make. No, back. it's going to make back. Yeah. It just won't make the. It won't make the seven hundred million dollar profit that they expect. You also have to remember, to we're not even talking like promotional material in terms of like you know merchandise sales that are coming off of this movie and and so forth. It's 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 what it's a small you know crack in the in the machine if you will or whatever but it's not gonna we're not saying that because of this star wars is dead we're not saying that no what we're saying is it's fascinating it's very interesting that you know 
based on what's happened with the last couple, you know, the last movie, specifically Last Jedi, I think that played a huge factor into people's. Well, I don't even think it's that. I think think about think about the last three Star Wars movies before this: Force Awakens, uh, Rogue, Rogue One, and Last Jedi. All came out right around uh, right in December, right around the holidays, and we talked about like. This makes perfect sense for Disney. This is their strategy. Star Wars has now become associated with the holidays and Christmas. And this late in the late year where there's less blockbusters to compete against. Now we're in the middle of summer where you're competing against every top, weekend's a blockbuster. Top-notch box, you know, box office monsters like Deadpool 2, like your own Avengers Infinity War. And I think they were just so reluctant to move this to December for whatever reason when we just had a Star Wars movie five months ago. And I, I think breaking away from that formula might wake Disney up. It's like, okay, let's just stick to our yearly Star Wars plan right around December. Because it, it works, honestly. It it worked for the last three years. Um, I think if this had come out in December, it would have it would have made more money. Because you would have had more time to promote. Because remember, we didn't get our first trailer of this movie until the Super Bowl. Mm. Super Bowl Sunday. And that's February. That was yeah, February. That's what, three months ago? That's, that's three, three months, months ago. ago yeah. So there, that, that was the first trailer. That's the first promotional material. So they didn't promote this movie as much as previous Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. That plays a factor. Being in the summer against everything else, that plays a factor. Go back to your dedicated... Um, go back to your dedicated... De- December Christmas time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, also, the other thing that might have hurt it, and um, after seeing the movie, I'm I'm a little puzzled by it. 71 rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, that certainly won't help it in terms of the because, like it or not, yeah, it still people people still are gonna base on, oh, you know, if it, if it's 90, I need to go see it opening weekend. So 71, I can wait. Or, you know, lo and behold, maybe that's the Red Box movie when it comes out. So that probably didn't help. Do you guys think it was a 71% or do you think it should have been maybe a little bit higher I would or give, lower? I would give it I mean I don't think that's I don't think that's ridiculous to be honest. I think so uh, that kind of a movie. I, I would give it probably like a 75 to 80. Like so it's a little I would, little, low, I would say low 80s. It's a little lower than I would give, but I don't think that's by far. It's not like a Doctor Strange getting a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. But right? th- but that's but that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Uh, are you shocked at all that some of the I would say some poor movies by Disney have come out and have gotten much higher ratings than this? Thor which two, I thought came out. It did get a sixty six percent. That's true. Yeah. which is too high. Yeah, which is way too high. But way yeah, is that high. is that shocking or is that just more of the same? Very inconsistent. Well, I think it's because what people, what well, maybe maybe Disney didn't get to the uh, critics fast enough to bump well, up their review rating. Yeah, I I think I think it comes down to this. I think it, I think it comes down to a lot of people who are rooting against this movie, right? Including mm-hmm. all of us at this table. Yep. Um these other movies like the Marvel like people aren't rooting against Doctor Strange. It's the first time Doctor Strange has been on in theater. People want that to succeed, right? I don't think a lot of people were saying I want Han Solo to succeed. Every fan I talked to were like, I'm gonna see it because I'm a Star Wars fan and like hopefully I, I'm gonna I'm going to enjoy it. But I don't think we need this movie. Uh I, I don't see the benefit of this movie. Like I don't uh, and 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 people were critical of the trailer. The tra- uh, people were so critical of the trailers, right? This isn't right and this isn't right. And like this is our beloved Han Solo and you're doing it all wrong. You know? So I think this movie really had the deck stack stacked against it. And 
I think that that affects everything. But I, think, I do think this is one of the, of the this is our fourth Disney era Star Wars movie. I would put it at or near the top, honestly, of, of the, the four the new... of the four we've gotten. It's certainly better than Rogue One. Yep. I think I enjoyed it more than Force Awakens, right. and it's at least to me on the same level as Last Jedi or better. Ooh, ooh everyone, are, okay, Christian, rate all four Star Wars movies thus far. Go rank them. Yep. Best right. to worst. Uh, I'll start worst to best. Okay. That's, that's actually easier. Fine. Worst is Rogue One, then uh, Force Awakens, and then I'm going to say Last Jedi, and then I, I think, I think at least initial impressions, I, I think Solo might be, which is which is bad because I've been bashing Solo from the very beginning. Tuna? But. Well, I just gave mine. Uh, that's the exact same as his. Oh. Um, best to worst, Solo, Force Awakens, Rogue One. Wow, Last Jedi. You're out of your mind. Get the out. reason though is because I saw I saw Solo twice. I saw Last Jedi twice. I fell asleep during Last Jedi. Uh, what and the I second saw time? the second time. I oh. fell asleep. Yeah, well that, that and I'm probably that could be low blood sugar. That could be because you I'm probably you drank fall too much. Wait, you no. wait. You honestly I liked you liked Last Jedi more than Rogue. I mean, you liked Rogue One more than Last, yeah. Last Jedi. Yeah, you got to rethink that. that. That's, uh, that's the reason. A well, the reason is because Last the Rogue. Rogue One was dog shit. It was. It's a. It's a. So Rogue One compared to Last Jedi is, Last Jedi is just. It has good moments. Yeah. But as a film in its entirety, it is too slow. It is too slow, and I can't pay attention. But, but Ravi, let me let me tell you this. Which Rogue, Star Wars? Rogue One. Movie? Rogue One did not have good moments, and Rogue One as an entire movie was dog shit. So it, therefore, it was not better. Hey, hey than you Last said. Jedi. Hey, you said. You said we didn't need this Han Solo film, and uh, you just went and you saw it and you liked it. So your opinion, sir, is wrong. To quote, uh, actually, my opinion is right because I can admit when I'm wrong. To quote, like some people. To quote a dead man from The Dark Knight. <laughs> wait, what? Oh what? wait, he's not dead. Uh, I messed that up. Uh, it's not the movie we deserved, but it's the one we need right now. That actually, you know, works. nobody actually says that line. The way you just said. Oh, I don't care. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't care if no one says exactly how I said it. Everyone knows stuff. I'm, I'm, quoting Gary Oldman's Commissioner Gordon from The Dark Knight. The true hero of The Dark Knight is Gary Oldman. I thought it was Catwoman. No, that's Dark Knight Rises. Oh. Ow. <laughs> oh. Oh man. So solo, good. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, right. we, we didn't do. Uh, oh, actually, can we do my the well, not mine, but the the the, the one that starts with the R. Rent time? Rent time. Okay, I'm going to keep it quick and simple. Amelia Clark. <laughs> I, I actually can't disagree with you on this one. Uh, she I was so flat in terms of her acting. <laughs> oh, it was thank just, God. You said it acting. It was just... It was just... It was painful. And watching it a second time, I can easily say she's the weakest part of the film. Um, there's the part where they're on, on the planet, on the Spice Planet... You know the oh, rebel she uprising. The she throws the grenade. Oh, no. Yes, that specifically. <laughs> why? Oh, why? Why was she screaming and just over the top acting? It just made no there sense. There was another bad part when they're on the Falcon, and I think Woody Harrelson's character uh, Beckett says like, "We gotta stick to the plan. No dilly dallying." And she's like there, and she's next to Han Solo. She makes this like weird face, and she's like, like very like acting one on one, where she's just like, like this big nod. And it's just, like, it's, just eh. it's not good acting. I get why they put Amelia Clark in there, sure, but wait, why? Because she has she's name, a big name name recognition. Uh, That's oh. it. That is it. You you could you could actually argue she's the biggest name in the movie. 
in terms of n- name recognition. Yeah, Probably at this everybody. Point, yeah. yeah, because everybody knows who she is. Her, Jen, I mean, her and Donald Glover. Donald Glover might be. I mean, even at ArcLight, ArcLight, they announced the film with you know Solo, starring Woody Harrelson, Amelia Clark, Donald Glover. Right. Didn't say anything about you know Alden. Alden, Alden, Alden was great. He did a great job. It was great. And then my second rant, L three, right with the droid. Like that you, was my rant. I know you <laughs> took that, but. That was also another annoying, somewhat pointless character. I get, oh, navigational data, blah, 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 in terms of the story plot. But you could have brought that character's, in terms of the, the overacting and the, the stupid personality, you could have brought that way, way back and make it less kind of a pain. Mm. That uh, was my rant. Thank you. Um, right before we get to Christian's... Sponsored uh, by Ikea. Not yet. But... Before I get to that, there's a couple interesting quotes uh, in terms of follow-ups, and we we had had the follow-up talk earlier, but um, there's this quote from Aaron Reich said that if there were any sequels, they would differentiate themselves from previous Star Wars trilogies by being standalone sequels, kind of in the vein of Indiana Jones or James Bond films. Hmm. Um, Ron Howard said that there's no sequel in development. It was up to the fans to decide. Um, wow. The writer, John Cass... Kasten yeah. um, said that if there was a sequel, he would include B- Bounty Hunter Bosk, who is actually name-dropped in the movie early on by um, Val's character, uh, if he were to write a sequel. And then um, a few day, about a week ago, Kathleen Kennedy said that there, at some point, a Lando spinoff film will happen. It's not a priority at this time. So that could play into the credence of this trilogy. Would, would a Lando film maybe work into this trilogy or not? Um would Boba Fett work into that or, you know, what they're kind of going to decide. It's very open book. Um, I kind of hope where like, they go. Hearing those quotes, I kind of hope that the movie, you know, anal- analytically or whatever in terms of like box office and stuff, you know, everyone's saying it's a failure. And, you know, you could you could argue if you just take just the Walt Disney Company movies of the last three years. Yeah, you could say this is clearly a failure. I hope that they actually look at that. And if there were inklings or an idea of making solo two return in new york or whatever it's called that that dies yeah i don't think we I need hope I that happens i don't think we need a follow-up film to called solo solo but i think han solo can certainly appear in other movies to further develop his characters you know i i, I do like the formula and i feel like this is a formula a lot of these franchises need to kind of move towards uh and i feel like marvel is moving this way too a little bit um, to bring it all together about Disney, <laughs> that you know, instead of having like Spider Man Two, Spider Man Three, Spider Man Four, Spider Man Five, it's like okay, you have Spider Man Homecoming, right? And then the next film that you have is like Captain America: um, Civil War, Red Soldier, oh. right? And you wait, have Spider Man appearing what? there. Do you know something we don't? No, I, I'm just making up names. <laughs> right, you heard it first here from our Juno Ramgo. But, but, oh, well, <laughs> but actually, we can use a real life example of the Incredible Hulk, right? The Hulk hasn't had a standalone film since 2008, don't and need one. there's been because of problems with Universal and Disney not having the solo film rights to to the Hulk being the reason they can't make a Hulk movie. So they creatively have made this arc for him within Thor Ragnarok and um, within Avengers Infinity Wars and then the fourth untitled Avengers movie. And like that's what you can do with some of these characters. You can have different films that different characters show up in different arcs because in we talk about movies being standalone and they can be from a story standpoint, but from a character standpoint, like these characters still evolve and grow. And I think 
with these big franchises, you can trust your audience to be advanced and mature enough to kind of follow along the character arc line instead of being like, oh, well, Han Solo is only going to develop in Han Solo 1, 2, and 3. And if he shows up anywhere, it's just going to be a cameo or nothing's going to happen. So uh, there is precedence uh, with Disney doing this with Marvel. Same thing with Iron Man. Honestly, since Iron Man 3, we've had uh, Age of Ultron, uh, Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, and now Avengers uh, Infinity Wars. So four appearances, all with heavy Tony Stark uh, and character development for Iron Man. So I just think there's there's precedence to doing that. And I hope that's what they do. I hope it's not like, we need a Han Solo 2. Crimson Dawn trilogy. Here we go. Awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, honestly, I really hope they do it that that way. It reminds me a little bit of like a, a few like uh, fantasy novel series, where um, you know they have like this story, but like every book, actually, Game of Thrones does it really well. Every chapter is from a different character's perspective, and so it's that's part of the reason why the book series is very rich. Is that um, you know you you basically telling this epic story, but you're gonna you're gonna see it from you know sixty nine different perspectives. Why sixty nine, Krishna? Because that's how many characters are in Game of Thrones. Uh, speaking of 69 in Game of Thrones, Krishna, do you, do you have uh, something to say? Fuck off. This is, a, this, is a, this is a sad fuck off, unfortunately. It's it's fuck off to myself from a week ago. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Time travel has just been invented. Uh, yes, yes. Oh, well, a spoiler alert for people who haven't watched Star Wars Rebels, but time travel does exist in Star Wars now. It does? It has for a while. Keep going. Oh, oh, right, right. Yes. Uh, yeah, I forgot. About we that. even talked about it on this very podcast. Actually, <laughs> that that could be important because now that they've introduced Maul, I told Ravi, there's no reason that Ezra and Ahsoka and all these other characters from Clone Wars or Rebels couldn't appear because immediately in now li- in live action. In live action, yeah. because now you're basically inserting Maul. Now people who don't watch those things have to go up and like, how did he live? Now they have to read the synopsis of. And this isn't a bad thing, by the way. This actually drives traffic to those properties, which is good. Um, but it, now that they've introduced Maul in a live-action film, there's no reason you can't have the Ghost Crew, the, you know, Ahsoka and 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 all that good stuff. Well, we know Ezra's just MIA. Well, with what, Thrawn. What if we What if we have like a, a, a movie about him as a toddler? You know, it's just it's just a movie like Baby's Day Out. Disney Kids presents Ezra, <laughs> yeah. the Toddler yeah, Chronicles. Exactly. Uh, no, fuck off to myself from a week ago. Um, this movie is a great reminder where you know you should you let yourself know that you don't have all the answers. You should try and give everything a as much of a chance shake. as you can because uh, there's surprises. You know, maybe and, not and, be so with that, judgmental. Krishna has decided to rent out an entire movie theater, not just one screen, but an entire movie theater for himself to go see Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, God. boy. Uh, so, actually, Ravi asked uh, right before we came in, and this is, you know, this is a good corollary to the fuck-off. Um, yeah, so are you going to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp in theaters? I really don't want to, because it really does look like a Redbox movie. Unfortunately, uh, you might have to. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. No, it's yeah. 13 bucks. Yeah, yeah. You might have to just to see, you know, how... Uh, Infinity Wars and Captain Marvel, you know, it would be shocking if oh, those things oh, oh, weren't. Oh, it won't. Until the after credit scene. <laughs> well, then I'll have a new fuck, fuck off. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll have a new fuck off for next time. So, folks, I have a question for you both. Wait, I, wait. Before you get, is it the main question no. or is it the secondary question? Well, it's the secondary. Oh, uh, well, I had something to say, but I'm now forgetting what it is. 
old age. Well, let's ask this question first, and then maybe hopefully your brain will kick back in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Krishna, would you ever watch Solo, a Star Wars story again? Absolutely. Okay. Tuna fish? Yes. Ravi? I already saw it twice, so yes. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you fucking fuck! Well done. Wow. <laughs> you took the you your your dev- technology took the words you right out of my mouth. Fuck. All right. So now the big question. I'm gonna ask Ravi because he was the one that saw it on opening night. But Ravi. Yes. Was Solo a Star Wars story too? Lost in New York. This time it's personal. Good. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Krishna was what our junior just said. Movie. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yes. Arjuna was solo a Star Wars uh, fable. Good. Wait, no, don't bring up fable. That's a very disappointing game series. But <laughs> yes, solo a Star Wars story was good, and I would even go as don't, far to say know. it was very good. No. <laughs> he, oh. he does a full new review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're done. Yeah, he's like, like oh, oh, boy. Go, I thought you were gonna say great. Very good. We can live with. Was it? I mean, it could be great in some respects, but yeah, I think it's it's. One of the, it's there. It's it's a good. It's a good. It's, it's one of the best. Uh, I mean, cool if we're if uh, based uh, on our uh, rankings, it's got to be one of the best Star Wars. One, movies all made. of us said it was the best Disney Star Wars movie ever. Was it better than Episode One? No. Jar Jar, man, can't beat him. You can't. It's Darth Jar Jar, and I will. I will hold true to that theory until this day. Thank you for listening. This is was it good? You can follow us on Twitter at was it good. Tweet us questions, comments, and more. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, and all of your favorite podcast players. This pod, and us are part of the larger Bad Tacos Pictures universe. Be sure to follow Bad Tacos on Twitter at badtacos underscore, Instagram, badtacos.pictures, Facebook and YouTube for our sketchers, and our show, Whiskey Bros, and so much more. We've always got exciting new content. And you can uh, follow this this podcast specifically at was it good underscore. I actually posted a few days ago a little uh, uh, a little poll for was Han Solo good for those who had seen it early. We got five votes. Oh, I'm going to vote uh, right now. Sixty uh, percent voted actually yes. Twenty percent voted we didn't need this film. Zero percent voted meh, and twenty percent voted Han shot first. So the real fans, the real fans. Thank you for listening. And may the force fart with you. I do want to say I'm glad this film had almost no force connection besides Darth Maul. Very, very refreshing. Good point. Well, goodbye now.